All right, y'all. Welcome back to Uncle Buck's house here with my brother Nick. What's up, man? What's happening? How are you? Doing good, man. How good, are you? man. We're coming off a pretty uh, pretty fun weekend, man. We had a fun Valentine's Day. Yeah, we did. Uh, it was a blast. We had a great show, packed out show at a kettle top. Uh, Mandy McKelvey did a great job. Shout out to Zane Zadie, uh, Jason Ritchie, Sarah Huntington, Griffin Shira um, for doing a great job, um, and also the staff and everybody kicked ass that night. Dude, it was super cool. It was. It was a. It was a. It was a pretty interesting. Lots night. of steak. It, we had a steak dinner, which was, was uh, something we'd never done before. It's organizing like nearly fifty steak dinners, delicious to be served in about. In about an hour. And Compliments that's, uh, to the chef, for yeah, sure. He, yeah, he, he, he did a wonderful it. job. And shout that out, tomato bisque. Shout out Big Dave. <sighs> yeah. So good. So good. But uh, but yeah, that, that was a blast. You guys came out um, and uh, uh, hung out with us and chilled right there in the front row. It was a lot of fun. Usually when you guys come out, you're kind of towards the back of the room, but to have you guys up front, I was like, hey, I can at least always see us, you know, while I'm on stage, it's nice to look down at a, <laughs> at a friendly face, even, even if my jokes don't land. It is. It is February, man. So that's true. You know, I'm tired of being in the back. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I think the only hey. the only colored person there. <laughs> no, not not quite. There, Jason it was, doesn't count. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one that I could see. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Oh man, but yeah, no, that was a that was a blast. Um, before we dive into the rest of the show here, um, I am going to go ahead and go down some of my dates. Coming up February 19th, um, well actually th- this will come out after that, I guess I need to start reading for March, yeah, I need to start telling you guys about March Sunday show, March 1st, that'll be coming uh, this coming Sunday um, at Black Circle Brewing on March 1st, and then Brian Eagles Lodge, March 14th in Brian, Ohio, um, just landed another weekend at Gutty's uh, Comedy Club here in, uh, in the wonderful uh, town of Greenwood, um, Gutty's Comedy Club, March 20th and March 21st. Um, come out and see me. And then March 28th, Creatures of Habit Brewing Company for a clean show. Tony Foxworthy's headlining that. And then uh, also April 17th, um, opening for Chris Catan at the uh, center's Cornerstone Center for the Arts in Muncie. So uh, hop online, get those tickets, follow me at Uncle Buck's House, follow the podcast at, at Uncle Buck's Podcast, and uh, follow Nick at uh, In Oaks 55 uh, to see what we're, what we're up to. That's right. Um, um, so uh, on the way over here, we, uh, we we were talking about you know what we were going to go over today, and one of the things that kind of jumped out to me um, was this um, this uh, thing I saw online the other day that said that we are equally distant time wise from 1990 as we are from 2050, which is pretty crazy. Um, you know, it's a it's a yeah glass half full. I- have yeah. empty type thing. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's definitely one of those things. It's like I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. You know what I mean? It's I mean we're we're thirty. I guess you can kind of do that at any time. You yeah. know. I guess it depends on what you believe in too. Sure. If uh, <laughs> climate change is is your jam, yeah. you know, it's twenty fifty may not make. It's it. not looking too good yeah. for you right now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I I kind of you know if this planet doesn't want us to be here anymore, it would just shake us off like a bunch of fleas. I feel <clears> like you know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It could be unexpected. Could be. Absolutely. Asteroids we're, are crazy. We're in that time period right now where yeah. a catastrophe has happened. Yeah. Like, I think it's 250 some million years or something like that. Yeah. And we're due. somewhere in that ballpark. We're due. I'm not saying it's it's going to happen, but. Sure. It Who knows? YOLO. Like that. YOLO. Li- love each the- other. <laughs> E-L-E. Everybody love everybody. But um, <laughs> what that got me thinking about was like, so thinking about where we are now compared to 
Um, you know, we, we can speculate where we might be in 2050. I guess we, we were just kind of talking about, you know, climate change. Um, but going back to like 1990 and how much of a gap in 30 years has, you know, we've come since 1990. And uh, I, I think most importantly, that's probably, you know, music above all else. And, uh, and so one of the things we wanted to go over today was some of like the top songs of of the uh, of the '90s, Did, do you have a favorite year in the '90s, Nick? Like, if you had to pick, like, like if you could go back and like in a dream, you could go back and relive one year of the '90s. Do do you oh, have man. one? Um, I guess I would probably have to say '98. Yeah, was that the year the Bulls won '72? 72 games May, uh, yeah it was yeah it was that was 90. also the, the year the great home run race yeah yeah um yeah yeah so yeah. I, I, I was Sosa a huge McGuire. sports fan um I, I think music was pretty good i was kind of starting to yeah uh ex- like experiment on what i liked at the time yeah for sure i was finally able to listen to cuss word music yeah <laughs> well i mean so, so like so right around then like um so NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys kind of popped on the scene in like 95, 96. Mm-hmm. And then like they blew up in like 98, 99. And so that's kind of what I remember a lot from from uh, from 98. But we're going to we're going to take and I tend to agree with you. I I would go back to 1998 just cuz like we you know, we were 10. Yeah, we were old enough to understand kind of what was yeah, going on. Yeah, out yeah, there. yeah, yeah, exactly. Appreciate some things. Yeah, for sure. But we also, you know, the mid 90s had their fun, but but you could kind of see the cool stuff shifting mm-hmm. in 98, you know, Max had you know, they started getting like online messaging, like AOL was huge. Yeah, clothing started to change yeah, what we were wearing. Absolutely. The starter jackets were kind of yeah. going out of style at that Fred time. Durst was a thing. Oh, the Jinko jeans. Jinko, dude, Good it's crazy. Lord. Yeah, man. Your pants were more wet than they were dry. Yeah. <laughs> Just because the, the you had you had giant tents for over your legs. Couldn't see what kind of shoes. Yeah. I could have not been wearing. Hey, what shoes. kind of pants are those? Oh, teepees. Uh I'm literally carrying around two teepees. Curtains. I got them from the Home Depot aisle. Yeah. Is that an aisle? Um okay, so so let's go over some of the top songs of each year of the nineties and just just see what we got here. Um, actually, the, that's kind of cool. Shout out to Prince. Actually, wrote the number one song of 1990, which is Sinead O'Connor's "Nothing Compares to You." Does that surprise you? Uh, no, 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 not, not at all. But I did. I, I did not know he was a writer, though. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, Prince has written a lot of a lot of songs that we don't even realize that like he wrote. Probably. Um, yeah. He was a he was a killer songwriter. Imagine the royalties he was really getting. Yeah, and, and he was one of those That's, guys that emphasized owning your stuff. Yeah. Like like he wouldn't work with some artists because they were tied to labels that were not, you know, going to be what he wanted as far as ownership and rights to that music. In fact, I think Nas told a story about how Prince expressed interest in wanting to work with him, but he said, mm-hmm. I, "I I won't work with you unless you can own your music. Yep, you you yep. need to own your music, and then I'll and then I'll, you know, w- Isn't w- work." It's funny out how the people that like own their stuff end up dead. Stuff that's <laughs> hey, it's interesting. It's you crazy. Know, Nipsey Hussle, yeah, Biggie, Tom Petty, Tupac, Tom, huh? Although <clears throat> you could say, isn't it funny how everyone who lives dies? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I yeah. Like- <laughs> you could definitely say that because that's what happens. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> but also uh, Tom and uh, uh, Prince were both fentanyl, which is pretty crazy. They both were fentanyl related. Um, 
pretty interesting. We can get into that in another episode. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll dig a little deeper into that. And Man come, in the Box. One of my favorites. Yes, Allison Chains. I still listen to that this day to get me get me going in the gym. Number six of 1990. Let's see. I did think it was, that was like a 96 type song, though. Yeah. I feel like they were kind of ahead of the game. Gonna Make You Sweat, CNC Music Factory. Uh, so th- that's one of those. Can we pull that one up on YouTube, BJ? Because this is one of those songs that is the, like the quintessential '90s dance song. Like it, everyone knows a handful of them. Like the Macarena kind of stands on its own, mm-hmm. but like there's uh, and a lot of them kind of have this this vocal hook to it. Like everybody dance now, you know. Sorry, yeah. And that and that song reminds me of uh, MC Hammer song came out that same year too. Yeah. Oh, it did, didn't uh, it? Can't touch this. Oh, nice. Um, so CNC Music Factory, gonna make you sweat. I feel like I can remember this one. Once it starts playing, I think uh Oh no, I remember this for oh, sure. Oh you do? Oh yeah. I, I just can't play this in, in my the, head. They played this in the skating rink all the time. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Hexen. Skating rink was a spot. Ah! Wait, did I literally start? Oh That's shit! Why I made that noise. <laughs> I didn't know you're that... supposed to be the music expert. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. That I thought this song was called "Everybody Dance Now." I didn't know this was yeah. And, and this was a really big song. One of my favorite movies was the Jonathan Taylor Thomas Man, Man in the, the house. house. Yes, that was one of my favorite movies. Oh, so good, bro. And this was a yeah. huge. They played the whole. They played this whole song in a in a scene in that movie. Yeah, they did a whole like dance number mm-hmm. to it. That's crazy. Yeah. And they said, what, six words the whole time? Seems like. Yeah. I think there might be like a little verse in here, but. Yeah, I think. Uh, um, let's see what we got for 1992. Let's see what well, this we got is also, over there. If you remember, this yeah. video caused a lot of controversy because that woman is not the one that sang it. She was overweight, oh. and they put her in a video for more sex appeal, and that caused a big controversy during that time. That sucks. Oh, yeah. They would be getting well, that, chewed out That was like Millie era. Vanilli, um, which- uh, Millie see. Vanilli is a saint. What? Have you seen her in uh, Arrested what? Development? What? She's in Arrested Development. Have you who? seen Arrested Development? Nick, that's- Who-, who? Millie Vanilli's a duo. Uh, I meant Meliza, uh, uh, Liza Manelli. Yes. <laughs> Hi oh, Look a, at all those I'm songs. Those are good songs. Wow. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did you skip ninety? You're gonna skip ninety one. Did you see? Oh change yeah, the that's right. I, I, I did skip ninety one. Yeah, that that was yeah, a good yeah. transition. Yeah, it was. No. Um, but yeah, so 91 smells like teen spirit. Okay. This is a hot, this could call it a hot take if you want. I never really, I never really, you know, was there, was there Nirvana fan? Just, (gasps) it never. Yeah. I know a lot of people react that way, but like you, like you use that voice more than anybody like what Nirvana kind of started that 90s voice like Pearl Jam. Yeah, well, see, but me, and, and I think it's one of the things that disconnected with me is like is is like, you know, I can never understand what the hell Kurt Cobain was saying. That's because that la, man la, la. he had some you know? demons. Yeah, absolutely. He sure did. He was um, you know, but uh, you know, I don't know. 
And we're let's see what else. Uh, Jeremy by Pearl Jam, classic. Under the Bridge, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Come on, one now. of my favorite songs. Yeah, uh, November Rain, Guns N' Roses. That is a rock and roll year right there. Yeah, Black Good or Lord. White, Michael Jackson. Nirvana's got two up there. Yeah, ninety two. Nothing, nothing but, but a G, G thing. Bang, bang, bang. Uh, Rage Against the Machine. Do you see? There's like a. It was got like back. dance, 90s, 91, rock, 92. There's more hip hop and like rep and like rebelling. Do you see that? Yeah. Am I the only one that's seeing that? Yeah. Here? No, 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 no. That's, that's, you, you definitely have a point. God damn. Killing in the name, Rage Against the Machine. When did, when did this so-called meeting happen between producers <sighs> and gangster rappers? From, from what I heard, it was like, it was around like, it, it was pre-94 because it, it, it so look was at before 92 Tupac and 93. Killed. Yeah, like ninety three has a slew of yeah. hip hop and it was a good day. Ice Cube, Sir Mix a Lot, Baby Got Back, you know. And then in ninety three, what do we got? Uh, Loser, hilarious, uh, hilarious song. I love that song. Great song. Um, I know, I see. know that song, but I can't remember the uh, sound. Uh, so oh, you yes, yes. abandoned all. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I that completely was just butchered those lyrics, but you didn't. <laughs> I didn't know what he said either. <laughs> it's uh, it's Spanish right. for uh, I'm a loser. Oh. Yeah. I just can't remember the specific lyrics. Let's see. We got uh, Gin and Juice. Classic cream. Yeah. Absolutely cream. Um, By Wu-Tang. All I want to do is have some fun. That was 93. I thought that was a little later. I can't believe Insane in the Brain made it to top 10 oh, yeah. for the entire year. Oh, definitely, man definitely um lenny kravitz are you gonna go my way classic waterfalls yeah for sure r.i.p yep um favorites sabotage black hole sun regulate yeah juicy by biggie let's see so so now we're getting into the oh tlc had two of the top songs in 1994 that's dope um Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio, one of my all-time favorite songs, dude. That uh, in the in the movie, um, what was the name of that movie with Michelle Pfeiffer? Um, someone just said it like earlier today. Dangerous Minds. Yeah, good. For movie. some reason, I remember that in uh, Blade. Am I wrong? Was oh, that, I don't know. Was that not in Blade. I I don't really remember. California Love. Let's see, you ought to know. Uh, Landis Morissette. Killing Me Softly is one of the that Fuji's album. The score is one of my favorite albums of all time. Going going back to Coolio real quick. Do you do you consider him a one hit wonder? I mean, he was in movies, but like yeah. as far as music, he was also in the intro to uh, Keenan and Kel, which is pretty cool. He did the intro for Keenan and Kel. He had two he hit. Did. He had two hits: the Fantastic Ride and then Gangsters. Ah, uh, that's right. That's what right. Was fantastic. Like I know that song. Or is it Fantastic Voyage? Gonna ride on this fantastic ride. Yeah. Yep. That was another skating rink song. Yeah. Exactly absolutely. Right. It was. Uh, let's see. So 96, Killing Me Softly, No Diggity, I Believe I Can Fly, no R. Kelly. Like the baggy, baggy. <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> interesting. Um, Firestarter by Prodigy. Do you think he was peeing on kids? Of course he was, bro. 96? You think 96. he was big enough then? Like, I think you gotta have like some real like some confidence. Dude, he had that Space Jam clout, bro. That Space Jam clout gets you all types of weird shit, man. He did. He yeah yeah yeah. 
you know, Crash Into Me, also uh, from 96. Now, 97, I will argue, is one of the most um, underrated <coughs> years for music. I think it was it was a great year for music. Bittersweet Symphony um, by The Verve was the number one song that year. Mm. Um, that song actually samples a... Um, a sample of a sample that uh, has cost them a ton of money. So they messed up instead of sampling the original classic music um, that's in that song. They sampled a seventies version, uh, a seventies sample that was copyrighted. And so uh, they used it and got in trouble. And so they literally are still playing that song on the radio. They're still trying to push radio play on that song to pay off the, the royalties that they were sued for. It was also in the movie. It also played a big part in the movie Cruel Intentions. Yes, it did. Yeah, that, that, that really blew that song up for sure. Who was the lawyer in charge of that one? Yeah. Well, Good that, yeah, Lord. Yeah, that's definitely some poor management. <laughs> um, Biggie had a big year in 97. Yeah. Natalie and Brulia's Torn. That's one of those songs that, like, as soon as you hear it start up, you're just like, I know this song. I'm kind of disappointed. I thought Big Pun would be on one of these. I haven't seen a Big Pun song yeah. at all. And he was kind of a hip-hop savant, you know? He, he, yeah, that's true. He did different... He was very versatile. Yeah. I, I thought he would be I, I'd here. be willing to bet he probably had some of the top hip-hop songs of the years. I mean, even... But as far as pop radio goes, I mean... Like, I mean, you see Hard Knock Life... No, th- like Big Pun had a lot of like pop style songs because he was a dancer. He loved dancing in his songs. Yeah, that's so true. there was a lot of the pop aspect in his songs. It was hip hop and like, you know, it, it it was still him flowing, yeah. but it it was still something that you could dance to. Something like Oh, for um, sure. Uh I don't want to be a player no more with Joe. That was one of those biggest I think yeah. it was his biggest hit. Yeah. Hell that yeah. was one of my favorites, and I thought that that would be up here. That that I, was in a ton of movies. It was. I ain't a play. Was, I just crush a lot. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, People don't appreciate. Nineteen ninety eight top songs. Now this is where this is where I kind of like. You know, when we were talking about being 10 years old, like digging into pop culture, you know what I mean? We were finally able to get out and start like, yep. you know, we understand what it's like to buy records. Our, our favorite, You know, you really start to kind of formulate where you are on the like pop culture spectrum right around that time, I think. And so, you know, you have look, look, the, the range of all these songs. So this I, is I 1998. Was just that. You've got Lauren Hill, Doo-Wop, That Thing, Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Um, Baby One More Time by Britney Spears and Hard Knock Life by Jay Z. Those are all and right top under that four. is I don't want to miss a thing. The song that made yeah. every every single person yeah. cry because if you did not cry yeah. in Armageddon, yeah, for sure, you are a freaking yeah. monster. Yeah, Bruce Willis, you know, makes the ultimate sacrifice for the fate of humanity. Shit gets crazy. Sorry, spoiler alert. It's been fucking twenty years. Um, I still I, I still tear up for that damn movie. Yeah, and sometimes. Great movie. Sometimes I purposely watch it just to see if I can hold it in, just to see if I can handle it. Isn't Michael it. Clark Duncan in that movie? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he is. yeah but he play, he's like super soft um, or he, something. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he stays back on the, on the asteroid, Oh, yeah, right? he's like, boss! Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, man, my, my favorite in that movie, though, is the Russian guy. Stupid American. <laughs> yeah. He was good. Stupid there's, there's American always, cowboys. There's, there's always that character, that Yeah, that, that and he archetype. always plays it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, he, did he also do the one in Boondock Saints? Was he the same guy? No, no I don't no, think no. so. No. no, but I bet he played in Die Hard with Bruce Willis. Ah, Quite, yeah, yeah. There's always a Russian in Bruce Willis. Yeah. Um, 
So let's see. Round out the rest of '98. We've got Intergalactic Beastie Boys classic. How that? So I, I'm I'm not mad that that's up there, but again, going back to the big pun song, how that got up there, and and maybe I'm just a really big big pun. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's kind of what we're gathering. It, I, I know. Mean, it, I know, it's man. Not like it's travesty. <sighs> Chivalry is dead. <laughs> Chivalry is dead. Uh, so let's see what else we got. Uh, Freak on a Leash by Corn. That song, I remembered not knowing what the hell I was. The video for that was cool as hell. It was. With that bullet just going yep. through all that stuff. That Some was crazy cool as hell. 3D and But then all of a sudden he goes, pretty sure it was a spell. Yeah, quite yeah. possibly. Yeah. yeah. Some some for like sure. MK Ultra shit or something. Um, and then uh, rounding out number 10, I am. Uh, uh, number 10 and 98, Je- uh, Jesse asked me to do this on 99th in Maine. Um, do you believe in love at the love? Yeah, and I just did it again <laughs> here for for whatever reason, and uh, it's my favorite share impression. What was that? What was the ending? <laughs> that's, what, that's what it sounded like. Yeah, no, it is definitely not the best I've done. Uh, but that's the that's the quintessential share impression. She always <laughs> she always ends her lines with "oh" like that. Yeah, apparently. Oh. Yeah, now that I've popped everyone's ears yeah. listening to this this podcast, so, I learned right. that by Nick's face when I did right. that. <laughs> so Nick, still not a player, peaked at twenty four um, on the charts. I'm not a player, peaked fifty seven. Feeling so good, peaked at fifty one. It's so hard, peaked at seventy five, and off the books, uh, peaked at eighty six. Wow, not so great. No, not, not at all. <laughs> Sorry to crush your soul. I just, I just feel like he he. He was relatable to a lot of people because yeah. he liked dancing and yeah. And then you see hard knock and life. And if I if I gotta have puns, I want him to be big. You know what I mean? I don't, don't want little puns. Well, you know, <laughs> he was a. Uh... <laughs> but like, uh, okay, so I like so, your puns. <laughs> now we're rounding out uh, 1999. My name is the song that literally so so like TRL. Um, you know. Those of us, you know, our age know, but if you're one of the younger folks listening to this, you might not have had the TRL that we had. Like, it was a wild card every day. Yeah. Like, you never knew if, like, um, like who was it? Like, Marilyn Manson would do weird shit all the time on there, and, like, like they always had people show up, and then there's the whole crowd down on the side of the street. You Car- wanted to get home to watch that show yeah. for the most part. Yeah, I think it started, like, what, 3.30? 3.15, 3.30, yeah. something like that. Yeah, exactly. It, it was it was basically, like, Ellen for our generation. <laughs> yeah. It was. Car- was it? Carson Daly. Carson Daly at first? Yeah. They went and then through, they like, three the, people. Yeah, and then they had VJs. Uh, um, the VJs. video jockeys. Yeah. They got to come up with a different one. For yeah. That. I yeah. hated that term. Yeah. VJ. Yeah. That was definitely kind of odd. Um, but yeah, no, Carson Daly would, would always have like either one or two of his fingernails black. And I, I never really understood why. I think there was a reason, but I just <coughs> never learned it. Maybe he had a fungal issue. No, I think it was like, I don't know. It, it was to bring awareness to something. I, I don't know. And I'm probably like hmm. butchering that, but like. TRL started in 1998. Oh, it started in 90. There we go. So that's that would be it was a good year. I'm Which, telling you. Okay, so then if it started in 98, then right around 99 things really blew up and uh you mentioned it earlier, man, smooth. Yep, yep. By, you and, know. And around this time didn't all that begin around this time as well? That might or have been a little 2000? bit earlier. No, no, no. All, all that was definitely in the 90s cuz I remember I remember being like under 10 and like staying over at my grandparents house and they had that tv in the spare room that like had to warm up 
It was like it was like yeah. one of those old school tube TVs that like had an antenna still oh and my. like had to warm up. And I, it, it would spin for like tw- for like twenty minutes, so I always had to turn it on early and just let it run. If if you hadn't re- reminded me of that, I would have for- forgotten that we had that kind of technology. Yeah. That's, so so here's something very interesting. Um, TRL number ones they're different than the number ones on there for ninety eight. That's how different it is. Oh, because because TRL is total request live. So I'll break your uh, I'll never break your heart. Backstreet Boys. Then you had tearing up your heart. Um, those were all over the place. And Backstreet Boys in oh. sync. So ba- and yeah, bra- I remember the those. boy. Okay. The boy is mine. Was the only non Backstreet in sync that was total request live. Top um, top video request in 1998. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I, I mean, it definitely makes sense as the you know whoever's calling in to request, which at the time was the you know ten to fourteen, fifteen year old um, you know kids. You know what I mean? And, um, and Britney Spears um, from '98 was a top one in '99. Insync dominated. The, so it's yes, they Backstreet did. Boy, Insync, and then from February to March, Freak on a Leash. Wow. And then uh, 98... De- oh, Nick Sh- Lachey makes an appearance. 98 Degrees. Oh. Which is nowhere near on there, obviously. Hanson? Uh, there's no, they were 97. Uh, they, they they wouldn't have done anything on uh, Limbiscuit and Nookie. Yes, uh, I remember a- that. One of my favorite CDs, too. Get it off for the Nookie. Yeah. And they had and he had that great song with uh, Method Man. Yeah. Um, what was that called? called a feature that should have never happened yeah <laughs> sorry but yeah no there, there were uh the uh <laughs> but that uh but my name is dude i remember watching the vmas and my and uh he did uh my name is with like a whole sea of slim shades yes blonde you remember hair that? yeah blonde hair white t-shirt every and, white kid and he's like pointing out everyone who he mentions in that song Every ten-year-old to fourteen-year-old white kid had blonde hair after that. Oh yeah, Just in America, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I can attest to that. I did. I don't think I went full blonde, but I definitely did streaks. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, oh, Drive by Incubus, dude. I love that song. It's one of my faves. Um, but yeah, and then Blink One Eighty Two pops in in ninety nine. Crazy. A lot of the, a lot of the same people, honestly. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people repeating themselves. But uh, but that Santana record, um, uh, Supernatural, was just insanely good. If if you just like good overall, like you know, uh, guitar jams and awesome songwriting and just the smoothest sounding guitar you've ever heard, then uh, you know I would have loved you to need hear, to check out that record to hear that live. Yeah, that yeah, absolutely. Been. That would have been awesome. Well, they actually toured the 20th anniversary of Supernatural last year. He came to uh, Klipsch and played the entire record um, with, uh, gosh, who opened? Dang it. I I can't remember. Um, But yeah, so, well, I guess that kind of wraps up the 90s sort of. But it's crazy to think that these things that we, we, you know, it's been 30 years, but like we, we associate so many things with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a lot of these, I remember a lot of these movies or a lot of these songs because of movies. Yeah, it wasn't because I heard them on the radio. Oh, first, sure. Because well, I heard and them in yeah, movies. and back then the soundtracks songs were written for movies. Like a lot of those, mm-hmm. like I believe I can fly is from Space Jam. We talked yep. about Armageddon and that Aerosmith song. Um, like, let's see how many of these. Any of these? I don't want to miss a thing. Uh, that was written for yeah for Armageddon, um, let's which see. I think you just said. 
and I and I I would Iris like to... uh, was from um, by Google Dolls was from uh, City of Angels with Nicolas Cage and uh, Meg Ryan. Um, yeah, crazy. Here's an interesting fact: Smooth still generates about a million on day on demand streams per week. According to Nielsen Music, it logs around a thousand sales every week, considerably more than any other turn of the century number one. Wow! Holy cow! That Shout out to Santana! Shout out to Santana, and also that's Sant- real music. Yeah, and, and Santana's got a re- has a really crazy story about Woodstock. He uh, played like four hours earlier than he was supposed to, so they got there and like got their stuff all unloaded, and like they were supposed to play in like four hours. So he like can't remember someone like David Crosby or someone came up and gave him like a hit of acid, and he's just like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna, I don't have to play for four hours. <laughs> I'll be the, cool." It was the Grateful Dead. Oh, it was a Grateful Dead. I just That's watched right. this a week ago, and he said yeah. he didn't know. They kept saying, you need to go play. You need yeah. to go play. And Yeah, it, well, and, and someone didn't show up on time, and so they pushed Santana on early, and he's mid-trip. like <laughs> trip, And and he's just, so if you watch him play, he's just like, he said He said the, the, the neck was like a serpent, and he was just like trying to control uh, the serpent yeah. with the notes. And dude, yeah, and he just said, yeah, it was crazy. But meanwhile, he's just like playing incredibly well. Like... <laughs> Just, just shredding. But I'd like to see that video. But it's like, uh, who's the um, Doc Ellis that uh, the baseball th- player yeah, threw a no yep. hitter on acid? Perfect yep. game actually on acid. Yeah, crazy. I don't see how people do that on acid. No, hell I no. Not, I, I did not like that. Yeah, that was not my cup of tea. Yeah, that's a that's a threshold I haven't crossed yet. Uh, I don't know. So Maybe it's, doubt it's, it. It's synthetic. Yeah, it's not. It's nah, not yeah, in my I'm opinion, not a fan. Not something that should. I don't know. The body. I don't know. Who knows? Um, let's see. Speaking of death. Yes. Okay, so, yes. Okay, perfect segue, actually. <laughs> Good call. Wait, actually, I don't know who mentioned death, but... Uh, oh, well, if you do some type of psychedelic, there's something dying. Oh, yeah, yeah, night. yeah. Ego death, for sure. Um, so, yeah, this brings us to our uh, segment, Nick Picks. Yeah, where where Nick goes and finds cool shit online and we talk about it so what you got well uh death and me have a funny relationship and i so i thought this would um be pretty interesting because this is something that i think would be pretty cool we're cutting down trees not that i'm a a tree hug or anything but we do kind of need them to breathe yeah, so they're dope for they're fairly important oxygen and stuff like that um but there's a company that will allow you instead of going to a casket you can be in this I guess sack or pod and a tree grows from it. So you're st- you're you're not useless when you yeah, die yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So th- this is a this is an awesome idea and it's something that I uh have kind of heard about but I've never um I've never really looked into like the logistics of it but it, I mean it's it's it makes sense to me. You know what I mean? I mean we we are organic matter you know that the earth uses for fuel mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like why put us in a box anyway you know what i mean like like what like where did that you know well you look back start. in history you got the egyptians yeah the romans you think That's of all true. the gods yeah the tombs back in history they're all in tombs or all in some yeah, type of sarcophagus yeah um mummies uh what Mummified. what do they call them the, the mausoleums where they yeah where they mm-hmm. put people yeah um even you, i mean you go back to babylonia or yeah. or ancient mesopotamia that's where the original tombs were and they were that's enclosed true. pyramids and and, and d- th- that came from like the belief you know that that you know the human body was sacred 
you know what I right I mean is, is that yeah it was because um well it, I guess it kind of depended well, on I, yeah I, I guess I do remember hearing that like uh, the way they bury you is the way they send you to the next world yes which which um, which if that's you know your your uh, belief system then, then yeah you would bury your dead the way you'd want them to be like there was a time in Egypt the next world. That, that, that's right there was a time in Egypt where they believed the more gold that you have upon arriving to the gates of heaven or hell the 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 better chance you had of making it to heaven and making it on there were some egyptian religions that believed um a lot of the reasons why they had the sarcophaguses were because it allowed them to either navigate themselves back yeah um because they would they performed ritual type things yeah to bring people back and sure yeah and that's one of the reasons why they had the mummies they they thought it, it it was a beacon yeah almost to help bring people back and they ah. they would take their organs and and put them in these um uh i guess you could call them like clay pots of different ancient beings that they worshipped yeah um osiris uh you know all those gods back then mm-hmm. they would put their organs in there and it was supposed to be some type of beacon to help guide uh, their energy back interesting and it's just different time periods in in um, in the Egyptian realm, yeah. I guess you want to call it. Yeah, and so you know, here we are now, thousands of years later, and you know, we've realized that oh, we're just meat sacks. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe we are physically more than that. anyway. Physically, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't think they're just meat sacks. I think I, there's a there 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 is a type of connection that we have to the physical and the metaphysical sure we uh our our brains are could be depending on how we take care of ourselves depending on how well we're treating our body what we're putting in our body um the the things that communicate with our brain yeah um gut good gut bacteria good good overall uh healthy habits those those things help you connect to worlds that we don't really connect to on a daily basis because sure. of material, because of distractions, yeah, well, news, and, politics. Yeah, well, and I, I guess I was thinking more or less just like post-mortem in sense of like burying, you know what I mean? Like w- whether or not we are in a suit and put into a $3,000 box, you well, know, it's not going to, that, that, that doesn't matter. I, if, I guess I guess is what I was referring to. If we want to kind of go down an alternate route, um, I think, it could also be a type of way to control energy because essentially if you want to call it a soul, a spirit, a being, whatever's within us, it's energy. And if you put, I believe this was on uh, what was that show back in two thousands where they uh, MythBusters? Oh yeah. They put a Geiger counter up to whoever was there and it was giving off an, an electrical reading. We have an electrical field around us. Sure. And um, you know, it could be that, those coffins could be made to trap energy and oh. not let them escape and go to where they're supposed to be. Maybe there's some kind of conspiracy hmm. behind it. Uh, yeah. I always like to think there's something like that. Uh, going on. Yeah, maybe. Gotta I don't make know. A story about something. But I, but, but I feel like whatever spirit would be, it would be gone long before you're in a box. Uh, it, I mean, if that really would be true, that means there would be a lot of things that we don't yeah. even, that, that, that we don't know about. Yeah. 
there there could be a a world within a world that 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 we can't see and all of a sudden we're dead and we wake up forget about this world and yeah we're floating in a world where our energy is trapped in this box but what we're perceiving has nothing to do with that box yeah but it's trapped and so the entire time we're in this realm we are trapped in this belief system in this thinking in this so 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 what you're saying is like the box is symbolic. Yes. As yes. as <laughs> as, what, as above the ground so below right, the ground. And that's what the Egyptians believed. Yeah. That, that that was a big thing in gotcha. in the Egyptian yeah, world. Maybe. Everything so was then, symbolic. So, so so then it would be it, it would be almost it would be almost an even more symbolic gesture to rid yourself of the box and to just immerse yourself in one of these biopods. To, yeah. to to become a tree you would be giving life every, i mean until it, until essentially the end of time trees yeah. i mean it takes hundreds of years sometimes thousands sure. of years for trees yeah so you're you're going to be giving back life yeah. you're going to be providing oxygen and energy yeah. for other home people home for whatever lives you know within your trunk uh i i don't know what did you just make a rap song <laughs> What? <laughs> so my only question about that is, like dumps is on the track? how long before all these dead bodies come up when they want to make affordable housing? <laughs> yeah, because they're gonna they're gonna be. Uh, well, I mean, because like a graveyard is a marked area, and we've seen yeah. like over time. But like, my question was is like, we plan like Uncle Johnny wants to be planted out in this tree. Yeah. Like, you know, twenty miles out on this farm. I know sudden, I don't want that. And then the farm goes under. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, we're building apartments or condos. And we're yeah. Dead. Well, see, I mean, that's essentially what you know we're doing, building it all in the United States and Native American burial grounds. I guess it would be kind of kind of the same concept, but but you would just have a tree as a marker. You know, I mean, I, I think, don't know. That's interesting. I still think it should be. What what if what if uh, like deep down what if the conspiracy is that the box like keeps you like stops like 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 what if they knew zombies were coming and the and the boxes were like designed to stop the bodies from rising like they knew it was coming and they're like in order to protect humanity we're gonna keep them in in coffins and this whole like bio thing is like is like a way to like stop that practice i think we solved it i think that's what it is definitely <laughs> coronavirus you know what i mean a bunch of people just wasted off beer corona <laughs> that's stupid uh <laughs> want a show yeah um so uh what, what else did we have on uh nick's picks today um well i thought it was interesting because I, I i take some classes at iupui but our counterpart indiana university they have a a sex fest a three-day event that includes bondage and uh, what, are, what, what does BDSM stand for? Uh, bondage submission, bondage and submission. It's I think. Uh, shit. Uh, s- I'm I something dominant sadomasochist. Bonding, I think. dominate like dom- yeah, bondage, domination, sado. Uh, and that, yeah, something along those lines. Well, they do that freely at Indiana for about three days. So if you want to get your what BDSM on, go down to check these dates out at IU. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it, that's a video. I, I, he, it's it's a video of of him demonstrating 
uh, some bonding so, and uh, submission the, the, techniques. Are, what, what are they like in the in the like <laughs> common area? It's like I mean any other kind of event that they have there, like uh, uh, if they have like a job fair. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's similar oh, to that. It's like, it's, it's like just, just sex in, in their little kid. Interesting. Yeah, they have sex experts there. They have seminars on like, um, on, on bondage and submission yeah. and all that. And, Interesting. And how to use toys and, and all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, Indiana was, you know, was, and might still be one of the biggest parties. What's, what's crazy nation, is so. like, there's like this goes on, but like, you know, they won't even legalize it, you know? It's like, it's like, you know, it's all, it's like, it's like, where do we draw the line? You know what I mean? Like, the, I think I personally, you know, your students are adults, you know, you're, you're trying to practice safe sex habits. You know what I mean? The last thing you want is you're not going to stop college kids from, from having sex. You just won't. No, we're humans. Exactly. And so, you know, um, if, you know, let them do their thing, you know what I mean? Find out, find out what they're into, then, you know, they can not only enjoy themselves more but they can also maintain safer practices if they know the best yeah, practices yeah. in whatever you know if that's your if that's your thing man you know do it yeah and i don't know very many other schools that have that do this yeah, type of thing exactly and, so and, and that's why that's why indiana is kind of it's so unique to me because yeah there's this kind of bible belt you know conservative roots kind of oh I'm, well i mean okay fine yeah yeah but i think that but at the same time i use got this going on you know what i mean so it's like you know they the, so there are some tides that are certainly turning um but you know ele everybody love everybody that's kind of where kind of where it's at yeah it's uh this is <clears throat> this is definitely one thing that i didn't expect to pop up on my facebook feed yeah <laughs> snap i don't like, know i would uh, like to know how many kids had are like now going to not be allowed to go there yeah yeah like, yeah it's like the P purdue's all of a sudden gonna like have a <laughs> have like a 300 percent increase in like enrollment um but no i mean it's like you know do it do what you do when you do I, what you do i ain't mad at them yeah uh, and they also i think during a seminar they go over contracts this is really big in this world where you oh. write down to see what you agree upon Oh yeah, interesting. Yeah. Sure. I've been over like safe words and stuff. Well, contracts are often set out in writing to record formal consent of the parties to power exchange, stating their common vision of the relationship dynamic. The yeah. purpose of this kind of agreement is primarily to encourage discussion and negotiate in advance. Yeah, that wow. you know. Yeah, you know. well, and and which I think is very valuable, especially if you're going to get into something that's a little bit more, you know, bondage oriented, mm -hmm. or when there's you know, th there's physical pain while you enjoy it or not you know what i mean there, you, you need to have limits and so be, being able to agree upon those ahead of time i think will only you know make for a safer experience i think yeah, my, my sure. safe word is cinnamon toast crunch <laughs> well cinnamon toast crunch is my kink so that's weird I, i'm interested i would want to see what cosby's contract would look like if he tried to write one <laughs> it would just be like jello yes or no <laughs> we got jellos and we got little skittles <laughs> Those Skittles make you sleepy. <laughs> and Spanish fly or whatever he was talking about. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah. There's crazy. a video. Oh. <laughs> there's video? <laughs> She's just, there's like students walking around. And she, he's just like, all right. Just like, here's how you do it. 
You know, yeah. I, I really don't. I really don't like his enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't look like he's having a good time at no, all. No, no. He's like, damn it. She gets all the pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And next, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to show you how to shove a dildo up my what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Lord. right next to the understanding financial aid table. <laughs> Yes, the the perfect internship marketing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Perfect, perfect marketing. Yeah, that's great. Oh man. Um but uh let's let, let there's one more thing I want to talk about but before we kind of before we kind of wrap up here um is that I was online the other day and I might uh need to take a second or maybe have you look this up but somewhere on Reddit there was a uh someone proposed a 13 month calendar um that kind of balanced out um the Gregorian calendar that we currently use the 12 month model with you know some 30 day some 31 and then February's in there just getting shortchanged um it's black history month I'm just saying <laughs> hey you know uh I'm I'm not a fan um yes yeah, so, so the 13 month calendar is uh yeah go to that second one there yes so what this would do is it essentially would add a 13th month and make 13 28 day months so that every day landed on the same date every month with the first being on a sunday and the 28th being on a saturday so it's pretty imagine, easy to program people that way. Well, it's also logistically much easier that way. You know, I mean, the current calendar, you, you would just, you, I mean, we're programmed to the current calendar, but like, you know, um, imagine knowing that every, you know, what day of the month you're getting paid with everything, you know, what day your bills are due at all times, you know, when everything is, it's on the same date every month. It doesn't ever change. And you can just, you can pre-plan all of it. And so what that would do, and the reason I bring this up is because you see that one little day right over there, there's your leap day. The reason why they have never really entertained this is because of the fact that every four years we have a leap day. This year we have, this year is a leap year. We will have a February 29th um, and it's going to be a fun time as, uh, as I've heard. Um, so uh, in this scenario, every four years, there would just be one day. That would be nothing. It would have no date. Nothing. Yeah. It would have no date. It would just simply be one extra day cycle. And then you'd start over the next day with January one. And you'd go through. You you also would need to name another month. I wonder what. Would it end with Ember? Would it be a. Would it be an Ember? Like a. So like what's. Is there a. I wonder what, well, what's the, uh, for 13, what's the... Emberary. What's, what's we'll Greek? call it Emberary. Emberary. Tober, Toberary? Toberary? Well, that just sounds like slave month. Toberary? Yeah. Toberary? <laughs> Come here, Toby. <laughs> uh, well, Toberary. Uh, what's, uh, I wonder, like, so Cultural what would... Cultural appropriation month. Uh, Thirtember? You could call it Thirtember. Or third, ter- third timber. Well, now we're getting Thursonic. Yeah, we're just getting flat. Well, out. it's the number thirteen. You know, but then some people wouldn't want that thirteenth month. It'd be like bad luck. You Man, know what I, mean? I don't like that. That's not. I don't like that. That's not my cup of tea. My OCD loves it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I kind of like the chaos. The 
the chaos kind of keeps me in check. It's, I, f- I would feel like, I would literally feel like a computer that is programmed to do, because you're going you're gonna to go to work the same exact time every yeah. single day. Yeah. Do the same exact The same thing. way you do right now. Yeah, that's, no. So what, why would it I change? I do different stuff. I'm, I have a different work schedule. And depending on the depending on the number of the day, well, whether it's a second, third, as, fourth, fifth, I only have three days of work. And and imagine planning vacations, knowing that uh, knowing that um, Christmas is always going to be on the same day every year. As long as Christmas is going to be on a Saturday, then I'm good. Well, what's the what does it say here? What's the no the twenty so, so the twenty fifth would be a Wednesday. Yeah, that's perfect. You get a day off in the middle of the week. You could take the whole week off. Are you the spokesperson for this? I think it's dope. I think it's a great idea. Well, I just I have a question for you though is because you said you feel like a robot. I mean, we're already, I mean, our life's based around time. This time yeah. system that that was given to us, right? Yes. So, so we're yeah. already, yep. we're already in that matrix. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah, just shifting yeah, we're, that matrix. We're 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 here in time. Imagine uh, imagine the shift in the number of energy between a 12 and a 13. <sighs> that that depends on how you look at the number 13. I'm not saying I look at it as something that's that's bad. I just feel like there's like a lot of mischievous behind. Like there there's something behind this that why do you need to change it? I don't I don't know. Like I mean, for, what's it hurting? Well, I mean, it I mean it's it it would just it would just even things out, you know what I mean? February would no longer be the shortest month of the year. It's equality, Nick. I'm 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 coming to you with a with a with a proposal of equality, and you're sitting here telling me that you would rather have inequality in our world. I just find it easy to make. So the <laughs> the reason I'm saying it's easier to program is because when I go to work, I I I have three days, and the four days I have different stuff that I do. There's a few time slots where I have these certain things that I do, but other than that, for the for the four days, I have certain stuff that I can do whenever I want. Does the, does the, does the month and date affect what you do on those days or is the day of the week? What the difference is? It, it would be the fact that I know that every month is the same. Every three days, I'm sorry, every four days I'm going to end up going to work. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that with the, the way that it is right now. Yeah. And maybe it's because I know that there's different days in a month. February's different. I don't know, but I just feel like knowing that every day is the same. I mean, it just I just see Groundhog Day playing over again and again and again. And well, eventually... It, and, and A lot and, of people feel that well, way already. But see, and eventually, if this goes on long enough, time may not exist anymore. And that's where I think that this could go. As I've experienced what the, the existence, the non-existence of, of what time is like, metaphysically... And that is the scariest thing that I could ever describe to anybody. Yeah. Like I time is is, you know, obviously a good and a bad thing, but it's it's good that we can feel it and experience it and understand it. Yeah. And I feel like with every day being the same, every week happening the same, yeah, eventually that time is gonna is, is gonna feel is the the same. You're gonna just not remember, oh, did I just do this? I feel yeah. like I just did this yesterday. And just gonna have slips and sure, absolutely, um, yeah. And I I think it just makes sense from a logistical standpoint. You know what I mean? Yeah. Logistics. Um, 
but uh, yeah, so it's a uh, pretty interesting. Um, so I, I figured with this coming out the day before Leap Day, it'd be kind of interesting to talk about how crazy it would be to just have a day that's nothing. Hey, what day is it? Leap Day. That's what they call it. Leap Day or Purge Day. Yeah, well, yeah, we could institute a purge on this day. That'd be nuts. Yeah, but they'd end up making some kind of holiday. We gotta go buy something. That yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, yep, yep. more consuming. Oh, absolutely. You I know, hope, I hope it's steak day. Oh, just everybody meat day. Gets the, yeah, you can, you and your community, like we have our podcast community, we would all meet on that day and eat steak. Yeah, oh, I would do that. In I'm, a okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Steak with that. day. I yeah. mean, we could make that day up ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm for not. Sure. I'm not opposed to that at all. Yeah, absolutely. I'm down for that. 100. percent Steak cast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think uh, we're we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, dude, this th- this show kind of flew by. Yeah. It was uh it was a good time, man. Um. So why don't you go ahead and uh, let folks know where they can uh, check you out. In Oaks five five on Instagram, uh, and if, if you're on Facebook, if you're that old and you're listening to this, isn't that weird that Facebook feels like it's just older people now? Yeah, I don't see very many kids on there anymore. <laughs> All right, because um, you guys can keep referring to that. You realize I'm a decade older than both of you, right? <laughs> Well, it doesn't feel that Didn't, way in your heart. It doesn't. It doesn't. No, no. You guys treat me like I'm one of you guys, and then you say <laughs> something like that, and I'm like, you're like, oh, the '90s. And I was like, dude, I graduated in '98. <laughs> I'm over here just like, <laughs> mother. Well, you uh, look good. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna go out on uh, the live version of Bright Lights by Gary Clark Jr. He's My man. Uh, killing things right now check out gary clark jr if you aren't aware and you can catch me at uncle buck's house on all social media um follow the podcast at uncle buck's podcast and um you can catch me doing comedy um starting march 1st the sunday show uh, or actually tonight if you're listening to this tonight i'm gonna be at the catch your breath fundraiser at the indie fringe theater um february 28th and then uh march 1st the sunday show black circle brewing uh, March 14th, Brian Eagles Lodge, Brian, Ohio, and then Gutty's Comedy Club, March 20th and 21st, uh, March 28th, Creatures of Habit Brewing Company, and then April 17th, Cornerstone Center for the Arts, um, opening for Chris Kitzhand there in Muncie. Get your tickets um, on those venues' websites, and uh, love you guys. Thanks so much for stopping by. Bye-bye. Tomorrow, trying to fill up what's hot.